0: I'm going to attempt to kick this off. Go for it. There is no question this week other than uh, the questions that are on the hearts and the minds of the listeners out there. This is a very special edition of Questionable Advice.
1: I, I was going to sing the questionable at best theme song, and then you said questionable advice, and I totally lost my confidence in the ability to sing as well. Do
0: you know the theme song? I mean,
1: it's just it's just Mike Carosa going
0: questionable at <laughs> best. Oh, I love it! It makes me happy every it's time I hear it. Such a good song. Oh, good.
1: It's so it's such a satisfying. It's a good jingle. Like it's just long enough, but it's just oh, it's great. Yeah. I know
0: he's great. He's a musical genius. Yes. Hey Dan, what if I tried something like this? You know, they this. A little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. <sighs>
1: He's he, okay. I was gonna be like, he's the next John Lennon, but I just,
0: <laughs> it sounds like I'm
1: making fun of him and John Lennon, which isn't very nice to either one.
0: No, shout out to Karotza and no shout out to John Lennon. You've gotten your due. Yeah, you've had enough. And you were you maybe kind of a wife beater. No one likes to talk about that. I, I forgot
1: about i I just easy. learned about this really recently, yeah. and yeah. I just, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's that's easy awful. to forget
0: about, it's easy to overlook. Oh, yeah.
1: It's not easy to overlook. You know what? It's, 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 it's and too easy to forget about, and I'm ashamed uh, that I forgot about that. I just learned about it. Yeah. I think
0: it's important that we start out. Our questionable advice with shame,
1: shame, yeah, <laughs> and judgment. Yes.
0: Um, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Oh yeah, sure. Hello, uh, I'm Asaf Gerchak. Uh, I'm I'm a, a comedian. I, I am a, a friend of Deanne's.
0: Oh good, I'm glad you called yourself a friend because I was going to oh, have yeah. to do it if you didn't.
1: Oh no, no. I'm 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 Deanne is is one of my oldest uh, and I feel one of my, my closest friends in comedy uh, and I I have very warm deep. Warm feelings for her.
0: Oh, nice, warm yeah. and deep, much like the gluten-free vegan apple fritter that you bought me. Oh yeah, brought me today. Is yeah. it a fritter?
1: It's a it's a tart. It's a
0: tart. I don't know my pastries. It's okay. Yeah, I think it long is as a tart. people are
1: picturing kind of a, a, a an apple puck of oh, some kind. Yeah. It's
0: we're in the right range. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, no, I was. That makes you. For you me on. You're not just a comedian. You're not just a friend. I'm gonna go so far as to call you a minch.
1: Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> my mother will be so happy. <laughs>
0: You're uh, a mensch
1: This is I've been waiting to send her I, I, I've i been on podcasts This kind of thing I've been waiting to send her One podcast For her to listen to But no one ever calls me a mensch And I just I can't I can't go on Because she'll, she'll wonder Why they haven't called me a mensch yet So finally I can send her after years A podcast
0: Yeah oh it just happened yeah. I mean I don't know If the rest is going to be mom friendly No Shout out to you Can I call her Mrs. Gurchuk?
1: Yeah absolutely All right Yeah
0: Shout out to you You can call her
1: by first name You can call her Mickey
0: Mickey? Yeah. Well, oh I like Michaela, it. but yeah. it's
1: Mickey and, uh, Mikha- over here. Michaela? Yeah, that's
0: good. Or Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. She's sassy like a Mickey?
1: She's different, I feel, yes. But yeah. not, no, she's sassy in, in what I would consider a very, I guess, what what, what if your listeners are, are mostly in the West, nothing personal if you're not listeners, I to say listeners in the West will probably consider her sassy in a very, very My Big Fat Greek Wedding kind of way, in a okay. very Mediterranean
0: kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean exactly?
1: Uh, she's, she's sassy, but not in an, in an angry or in a mean way. She's, she's sassy in an incredibly, in in an almost overbearingly warm way.
0: Yeah. She's sassy, but, and she wants to give you meals and yeah. yeah.
1: She's sassily giving you more food. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's kind of sassy.
0: Man, I'm really into this podcast and we barely even started so (laughs)
1: far. good. Yeah. We
0: are going to get to these questions. We have, I think we have about five questions and a couple of questions within questions, Mm -hmm. but you, you had some feedback about the last episode the last episode I did with yes. my girlfriend yeah, talked yeah, about hair
1: Yeah, and I loved it and Huge you, fan.
0: you wanted to tell me something off mic and I said save it for the mics right. let me know
1: I don't okay so it's that you were discussing in the previous episode hair on all parts of the body uh, and I'm a big hair fan in general but I, uh, you were talking about armpit hair mm-hmm. and sort of this this. I guess I'll, I'll cut right to it that basically it was this social construct around people who identify as women and the fact that society has has obviously for a long time told them to shave all the hair off of their bodies but you specifically talked about it. In in terms of armpit hair, uh-huh. it started me thinking about about how because you, you also mentioned like do 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 you feel and how and, and do you feel sort of are you attracted to that or are you unattracted to that I think it was it was you who said that you. Had some point where you realized you were actually very into Mm -hmm. armpit hair and this, Uh, and then Hannah said, "I I don't know." Like I I sort of realized at some point that I didn't like it, and then you talked about is that society putting these ideas on us, and I was like, "Oh, how do I feel about it?" And I sort of imagine I do this a lot. I imagine myself on the podcast discussing it. Okay, so I have a weird. I went to. I grew up going to socialist, very, very, very left-wing, progressive, labor, uh, Jewish summer camps. We we had a lot of like gender and sexuality education. There were educational camps where we would and i think a lot of people who i know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sort of out anyone here but i know a lot of people had their first cisgendered straight interactions at this camp it was a safe space it was really awesome a really great place to grow up and and become become an awesome left winger i think and we one of the big things is that a lot of People I know who who identify as women they start they, they began not shaving at camp. That's where they started. Oh, really? Doing that. Yeah, this was a, yeah. it's a huge thing. Like they would really and I, I don't want to say that they pushed it on anyone. Absolutely not. There was nothing like that. Although given the fact that we were like kids, there was probably some judgment that we weren't able to cover. Uh, that people weren't. So this is the first time people would not shave and this kind of thing. So I I grew up in an environment where where I think younger than a lot of other people, I saw women who had armpit hair. I saw mm-hmm. women who had leg hair. And I feel like it normal... I'm happy to say this sounds like a brag. This is a weird brag, but it's definitely a brag. <laughs> excited. It normalized for me early enough on. But I also grew up in Western society where I see images of women all the time that are like, oh, conveniently have not a hair on their body except on their heads mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So I realized a while ago that like... I don't dislike hair and I don't dislike a lack of hair and I was listening to the podcast and you mentioned like what are you into you guys are talking about it's a very sexy thing like what are yeah. you into oh is, is it sexy to have hair maybe and this kind of thing and I realized that I've had this incident before where I'll be in bed with someone and they'll be like what are you into and I'm like anything anything is fine There's, I have no rules anything at all I'm almost I am, I'm open minded to the point of being boring sexually because I'm so open to anything I'm just do, do you want me to shave sure do you want to i mean whatever you if you don't yeah. i'm into that like i have no you made me realize that i am both happy to be progressive and also d- almost vanilla in how much i will accept anything that's presented to me
0: oh i love it i love it if we're gonna get deeper into it i don't think i really said this on the on the other podcast but i think there's something about at least in western society which yeah. we're talking about because it's different in europe um, absolutely and, and people don't shave their armpit hair where France there's places and it's that's, not even a big I think deal. It's an old
1: stereotype of France. Yeah, but I don't know if that's anymore? that's true. I have no idea.
0: Well, I know that they're using a lot of gi- dry shampoo over there. They have lots right. of other ideas about hair. Um and tiny apartments, right? What yeah. else is going on in France? <laughs> they don't have room to to wash or shave their hair all the time.
1: Yeah, they got to they 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 have to get out to the wine fields and you can't have bad hair. You have to,
0: you know. But I, I feel like because it is kind of against the grain, armpit hair, I, I think to me, I, I guess I do find it sexy because it indicates a certain open-mindedness and a comfort oh, yeah. with your body yep that shaving, it doesn't mean that that's not there, but it just doesn't necessarily indicate that. Where having armpit hair and going against the grain in that way yep potentially says other things about how you feel about yourself and what you're...
1: Do you open mean, to do you mind me asking do you mean do you mean uh, uh uh socio-politically or do you also just mean in terms of personal confidence because both of those are very sexy i think but i think
0: i mean in both of those yeah yeah
1: because there is totally that thing where 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 you'll be talking to someone and they'll reveal a political position and you're like damn that's hot
0: but then there's also there is there's totally
1: a confidence thing too it's just yeah. like yeah do that that's great yeah. yeah okay that's
0: good well we've settled this question for ourselves shall we get into the advice Yeah, let's do it let's, let's do it, do it. all right the first question here, we're starting off with something. I'm going to go ahead and name both names. This is coming from John Hastings. John Hastings, hello. He was on episode 54, and I only know that because someone recently tweeted at me that they loved episode 54, so I had to oh. look back and look and see who it was, and it was John Hastings. You guys, comedian, Google him, find him, John Hastings.
1: John, episode 54, Hastings. He
0: wrote to us to say, what's a food you would never eat in front of anyone else?
1: that you would never eat in front of anyone else.
0: I'll tell you what. This yeah, yeah. is, if this is personal, if it's about me, what I would not eat in front of anyone else, I feel as though that I have the type of teeth that trap food particles. Okay. That may or may not be true. It might also be that I am hyper aware of right. food particles being in my teeth. But it's definitely something that I don't enjoy and I feel really embarrassed about, very self-conscious about it. There's like a little bit of food stuck somewhere. So foods that... I mean, I will eat these in front of other people, but I don't enjoy it because it brings me a lot of anxiety, would be, you know, your pestos, your foods with tiny seeds or tiny bits of... um, ground up herb or something that could get stuck between my teeth you're hitting
1: herb and pesto so brightly colored things that well
0: the thing about pesto is it it tends to have those little pieces and they can get stuck in your teeth and you don't know and to me there's like nothing worse than thinking you're having a confident conversation with someone across the dinner table and then half an hour later finding out that you've been like the whole time (laughs) with a big piece of green yeah I mean, anyone who really knows me knows me enough to let me know if that's happening. Because do don't... you
1: let people know when they have stuff on their face on their in their teeth? Yeah, I yeah. generally
0: do because I appreciate when they let me know.
1: Yes, me too. And
0: if it's like, let's say it's on their lip or something, yeah. it's like I'll actually get grossed out after a certain point. So I need to really be like, oh hey, by the way, just like right. wipe. Yeah. 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 I can't watch that happen for too long. With no,
1: them. I feel, and I also feel for them. I'm like, oh, it's distract. Like I'm not listening yeah. to you. It's on your phone, but
0: family. it does, doesn't it? Immediately make someone like doofy. Like yes, whatever else they're saying, you're just like, I can't take you seriously.
1: I feel like if I ever if I could ever have this kind of sort of sort of if I had this social power if I knew I was really intimidated by someone in a business meeting and I was taking them out to lunch I would mm-hmm. take them out for like yeah pesto pasta with sesame seeds on it if I could just just to, to hope that something yeah. got stuck on their teeth so that I could take some power back from them
0: I think that's a great idea that's the that's my first thought that's the only thing I can think that I don't enjoy eating in front of other people is stuff that I feel like is going to get stuck on my teeth
1: right I'm like a sort of a notch lateral of that. I don't there's nothing that I cuz I'm so I've gotten to the point now this is bad. I will pick at my teeth like if I feel like there's something there. Yeah. I don't even been in in kind, in good company in this like I don't even care. But I my bigger thing is that I'll do this but I I'm so conscious of it at all times. Very very spicy food. I love spicy food mm-hmm. and I can eat it. It doesn't hurt to eat, but I sweat at the smallest amount of spice and I'm a huge sweater i I love Indian food. I love Thai food, this kind of thing. not but only do I, you
0: love it, you're you're great at making Indian food. Oh, thank you very yeah. much.
1: yeah, I pride myself on it. This is it, but i I really I have had. I've I've been on dates or whatever, and I've had incidents where I'm 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 eating something and I become aware that I'm sweating, but I also don't want to stop eating. So what I end up doing is I start stuffing my face faster and faster because I want to get the food in before my impulse to stop eating kicks in, and so I overeat and sweat too much. (laughs) Just the least attractive possible way of eating. So yeah, yeah really I mean i do it, but i oh, it really bugs me if it's if it's someone new, I have to know i I avoid those foods till I know someone mm-hmm. quite well.
0: I hadn't really considered this question ever, so thank you, John Hastings. Yeah, this is good. And us both knowing John Hastings, what, what's a food that we think he should never eat in front of anyone else? I was about to say a banana slowly, but then I thought, I kind of want to see him eat a, a banana slowly. Yeah, yeah so. I like that. Can we think of something?
1: Uh, I know what I I don't want John Hastings to eat in front of everybody else. What? Uh, John, don't eat veal. Anybody, in any context. Oh, yeah, don't eat veal. Don't anybody. eat veal Come in front of somebody. On. You know what? Don't eat it alone. That's gross. It's not okay. Do you
0: know how they treat those animals, John? Don't eat veal, John. John. John, we're on to you stay away from the veal okay next question i'm gonna read this whole email so here we go hi deanne i'm gonna read it all except for your name on monday i was told that i had to replace my sewer line from my house and that i had to pay about sixteen thousand five hundred dollars to do so i know i've been able to borrow the money to do this but it's been a few days of exhausted panicking about it all i feel you buddy Yesterday, the sweetest little excavators arrived at my place. Firstly, what should I name them? (laughs) And we're going to take a look at pictures of those. Thank you for including some photos. Safi and I are going to figure that out. Oh, I called you Safi, which is your nickname.
1: Which is totally okay. Okay. And I also just touched your knee. That's that's double okay. Um, We can be affectionate. It's very
0: nice. But there is some confusion about your name. Yes. So you're trying to stick to Asaf.
1: Yeah, well everybody in my whole life call me Safi, but for comedy I try to I try to stick to or at least make it clear that I, I sort of go on stage as Asaf Gerchuk. Okay. Yeah. So guys,
0: if you're looking this guy up online, if you find him on stage, his name is Asaf Gerchuk. Yes. Here, deep within the intimacy of the podcast. Yeah. You're known as Safi. Yes. Just just secretly. Yeah, this is Okay. Yeah. So firstly, what should I name the ex- excavators? And secondly, what do you think I can do to stop stressing about the situation? It had to be done. It's just been an awful few days that have thrown me more than I thought. Okay, well, firstly, we're gonna name these guys. Yes, and um, I, I,
1: people listening at home, uh, I encourage you to look to Google excavators, look up some photos so that you know what we're talking about. So
0: this is specifically who who we're dealing with.
1: Right, They've we're sent looking at us the actual photos. photos. I love, by the way, that you sent us the photos. Um,
0: let's talk about the fact that one is yellow, yeah, and it's a cat brand, um, with like a digger in the. F- that's a digger. Big front scoop, yeah. yeah, front scoop, and. That's not a front scoop. That's just a what would we call it's a, this? Like a
1: bulldozer, but like a scoopy bulldozer. Scoopy bulldozer. Scoopy right. bulldozer is the technical term.
0: That I one's think. white with red rims and a black cage. Yep. Um, and the other one with the front scoop is yellow. Classic. Got these like tread. What are these wheels called? Treads. Treads. Sure. Okay. And I think
1: can I can I say it's sort of a, on an emotive level. Uh, the because of the f- the long front scoop on the yellow one, mm-hmm. it, it, the cab is set a little further back, so it looks a little more emotionally removed, uh, and oh. it looks a little more distant. Vincent. Whereas, yeah, oh, Vincent. I like that. it's something. Yeah, like sort of a sort of a strong. But but maybe slightly colder name, like Vincent. That's good.
0: Yeah, are we yeah. settling on Vincent? I mean that's just what first occurred to me when you said emotionally removed I, and I don't know why. I
1: could see that excavator in like in like a very respectable dark colored tie. Which is a very Vincent thing, I think.
0: Okay, well, I think we nailed it then. That's Vincent, good. nice job. Yeah. So, um, your first excavator here, the yellow one, that's called Vincent, and the white one. Yeah, this is much more emotionally open. Because it's like this right guy over, looks like right? a fun time.
1: Yeah, re- this one looks like it looks like it would be fun to hang out at the park with in the daytime. Like Vincent's nice at a cocktail bar. Yeah, this. this looks- yeah.
0: Could you tell this one secrets? Would you?
1: Ooh, Would you? I feel like it's so. It's got such a big head. I wouldn't trust it to keep secrets mm. in. Secrets would just fall out.
0: It's just mostly. It's a good time. It's an open time. So yeah. It's there for you. It doesn't judge you. Right. You can be who you are around this thing. You might not want to reveal your deepest darkest.
1: I feel I'm. I'm reaching to. Oof, I've, this is a. This is a weird one. But I'm. Re- I think it might just be because I'm thinking of a friend of mine. But I'm reaching towards an Amalia. Amalia. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because she's very my friend Amalia is very bright eyed and nothing personal, Amalia. If you hear this, I would never tell her one of my secrets. But she is so much fun.
0: Does, is she loose loose with the lips?
1: I just think I think that of her again because she has a big head. I think yeah. I suspect people with big heads can't keep everything inside <laughs> properly because it just seems like a container. Why not? That There's can't. more
0: room to keep stuff.
1: But I'm worried that it's like an untenable container. Like structurally, it seems like the holes would be <sighs> would be less mean. strong and less tightly closed. All
0: right. Amalia. I like it. So we've named your excavators Vincent and Amalia. Oh,
1: I would watch that movie. Vincent and Amalia?
0: Me too. We should also probably make a cartoon. Like, oh, don't man. children love to watch shows about excavators? My
1: niece loves these books where all the, the trucks and excavators and stuff are, 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 are personified.
0: Oh my gosh. Vincent and Amalia, we've done it for you. Secondly, and this is a bigger one. This is a meatier one.
1: <laughs> now we've taken care of the super fun, easy one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I can do to stop stressing about the situation? It had to be done. It's just been an awful few days that have thrown me more than I thought. I would say... That first of all, acknowledging that you're stressing about the situation, that's going to help.
1: Yes, that's really helpful.
0: Knowing that it's bugging you, knowing that it's thrown you, and not pretending that it hasn't is a huge step forward in not stressing about it.
1: Abs- yes, absolutely. Don't, like, don't shove it downwards and be like, I'm totally fine.
0: Yeah, you got to excavate the stress. you got to
1: excavate the stress. <laughs> be
0: like Vincent. Be like Amalia. Bring the stress up and out and in the open. And now, what are you going to do with it? I don't know. How do you like to de-stress? It can be very personal.
1: I oh, okay. You're asking about de-stressing externally. I feel like I I de-stress by engaging with things really actively to make them less terrifyingly distant. I would I would actually walk out and speak to the people working those excavators and be like, "So I named the excavators, and here's why." Uh-huh. Like I would. I would try I know this sounds incredibly cheesy but I would try to find like a way to engage in a really fun way with what's happening so that at least while it's happening you're like okay this is dreadful but at the same time like look at this really silly fun adventure I had associated with this that I couldn't have had otherwise
0: with Vincent and Amalia see
1: if they'll let you ride in the excavators I would actually do this that sounds childish I would genuinely do that
0: yeah you know what and they probably will
1: totally why not oh
0: my gosh yeah get involved do a little excavating yourself That's if
1: you're gonna if you're gonna pay 16 grand you might as well get a sweet ride in a, in a, in a truck that you would never get to get in Otherwise, out of that.
0: That's a great idea. Thank you. Yes, and it's very uh, specific to this problem. I feel like I would love to ride in one of those. I was, I really was, fine. I was taking it. I was taking the long view, and I'm like, I don't know. What does anybody do to stop stressing? I don't know. Well, what do you do
1: to stop? stressing? Because I, I sidelined your. I mean, your question people talk about. a lot about
0: meditating. I talk about how I should, but I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> stop stressing. I don't know. I guess I was just going to go in some kind of self care direction with it. Okay. Take a bath.
1: That's. ooh, That'd be. Yeah. That'd be really good. That too. helps
0: distress. I never take friends. baths.
1: So I feel like, especially if the if the writer of this thing doesn't, that's probably gonna like, the effect will be massive. Cause no,
0: like people don't take right enough now. baths.
1: And people say they're very relaxing. Yeah.
0: What do you do to, like, it, I think I'll, I think you nailed it. This specific... thank you situation, right? Right. But in general, what do you do to to stop stressing? About I go stuff? for
1: I go for walks. That's my number one thing. I'm a very mm. big walker, uh, and studies show that even going for a 10 minute walk, if you're very depressed, can change your whole day. Oh
0: my uh, god, I love going for walks.
1: Straight, yeah, even and I I will say this even on horrible, disgusting days when it is raining, when it is uh-huh. snowing, whatever, I still I still go out and it makes it makes me feel a million times better.
0: Yeah, all you need is the right gear. You just yep. need a, a hood or some kind of waterproof something. Possibly, yeah. Go for
1: a longer walk. Mm-hmm with a great podcast. That's
0: what I always do. Yeah. And you're suggesting this one.
1: I am suggesting this one. Hello Hope to all you, you guys you, you out there. Move this over to your phone, put it, put it in your headphones and walk around with us. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, guys. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what we should do? Wow. Yeah. Um, we should do a walking podcast where we're literally walking around and podcasting and then people can follow our same route. Oh, that'd be great. They'd have to be in Toronto though.
1: That's okay. Unless but then we we're going to start like, traveling here, the world. We could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> we could meet up in Melbourne and be like, oh, we're here. And then we're, you know It'd be really nice, actually. It'd be a really fun thing.
0: Podcast the whole journey, like we're at the airport, we're in line. This is taking a while. Uh,
1: We're still on the plane. This is hour (laughs) (laughs) nineteen.
0: Expect someone to follow the whole journey. Man, we're nailing it so far. So these are two. We got three more people. Three more people left. Um, Okay, and now we go from excavators. To exes. Nice. Good transition. Great transition. I'm going to go ahead and say your name, Corinne. Here's Corinne. Where does a lesbian find dateable, age-appropriate lesbians for future... Xing right. Um, this Can I just is a- say
1: this question, the structure of this question, the beginning of it. I'm like, oh, I know lots, and then you indicate that your goal is to future X them. I am not introducing you to any of my friends. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance.
0: Well, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think she's invested in future Xing, or do you think she's? I don't know. Uh, realistic about where things go. Do you think she's? I think she's pre- preemptively preventing. Heartbreak for herself. When she talks age-appropriate, uh, you know, she's skewing older. That's what I'm reading into this. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, I really Cause don't Because young know. people
0: aren't worried about age-appropriate.
1: Yeah, problematically so. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Where does a lesbian find dateable, age-appropriate lesbians for future xing?
1: I realize that there's a bit of a, in us answering this together, the two of us, there's a bit of a power dynamic where, obviously...
0: I'm a like lesbian? I'm,
1: yes, and I'm much more qualified to answer this
0: <laughs> than you are. Uh, you maybe. Listen, I don't know shit about dating.
1: Yeah, I don't think I do. I, I, I assume, I assume uh, Corinne, that you are, you are, we're using the name, right? I assume, Corinne, mm-hmm. that you are uh, asking outside of the obvious uh, uh, dating apps that exist right now Tinder and Happen and all of those things.
0: What's Happen? Happen.
1: H A P P N. Uh, uh, it's, it's all
0: about eliminating the vowels in these dating apps. Yes, that's yeah. always
1: all apps, I think, at yeah. this point. I, I uh, Which is why I was pretty sure for a while that that the, the, the Noted Singer, The Weeknd, was just an app for cottage sharing. Like, I had no idea that he was...
0: That sharing. is an awesome idea. Yes. That's really funny.
1: I'm sure he would sue. But, like, yeah, I'd just invite him to a cottage and then I'd be, be like, we can split it. The Weeknd.
0: <laughs> it seems exactly like what that is. Yeah, The Weeknd. Yeah. Weekend. I,
1: uh Happen. I'm not on Happen, uh, but it is. It is, uh, I'm led to understand that it is basically like a, like a high tech version of Miss Connections uh, so basically it's an app that detects where you are and then shows you people you've crossed paths with a couple times I think or maybe just once and you can say so you're like oh we were, we were both at the power plant for the How show that was there weird yeah
0: oh power plant show
1: I was the art gallery sorry the power plant I was there with my friend Christopher the other day so
0: that's, that's very I cool I didn't know what that was I thought you meant like we both have shifts at this power plant oh, yeah. and we <laughs> haven't run into each other yet that's I'm the day shift shifts. yeah you're the exactly I was like, that's really specific. And
1: when that, when that <laughs> whistle goes, I just can't wait to see your face coming in while I punch out. <laughs>
0: okay happen i like it yeah this it's happen it's a ever cool for friends because i want to do it for friends
1: a lot of the dating apps are adding a friend feature now okay, i know cool. bumble has a has a has a bumble bff feature uh that, that's bumble like if BFF. you're just looking to make friends that is cute uh-huh.
0: yeah i mean truly i have enough friends and not enough time for all of them but but right. <laughs> it it's nice that i love the idea i just love the idea of an app that's showing you who you're almost meeting but not yeah so interesting there's something
1: kind of beautiful about yeah. that I think it's really yeah and there's also something a little dark about it but like we're look at all these people that you almost had a life interaction with <laughs> and, now, and now didn't, but and didn't lost to the ether both looking
0: at your phones yeah okay so where oh man we, we're not even close to answering this question where does anybody find dateable age appropriate anything
1: uh, okay. Well, I feel like I've I've been led to understand that as people get older, one of the main reasons they join activity groups is, is because meet. they want to meet people. Yeah.
0: Is that does that seem like a realistic way? That seems completely realistic. That seems like a really great low pressure way to meet someone. Right, Corinne. Are you into hiking? Are you into running? Are you into playing chess? Are you into bowling? Are I, you into climbing? Are, softball. I'm, I'm just frisbee? naming all the these things. Are, these I can are really say. good activities. Yeah. My softball, friend. My friend was frisbee? on a
1: a entirely lesbian softball team. That Not all great. people who knew each other. I think some strangers. So that's a good yeah. that's a good option.
0: Um, these are all athletic things, though. What what activities are there that if you're totally... Uh, are you uh, a...
1: A cr- uh, 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 knitter? Knitter? People knit? You can
0: knit. You can go to a board game cafe. Oh, board game if cafe. If you're a nerd. Can you, when you go to a board game cafe,
1: can you meet other people that are there? Or do you have yeah. to like, go with people?
0: No, you can go solo and... I don't know if I don't know if they match you up with people though. That's the thing. You, you'd have to then be bold enough to right. be like, hey, everybody, can I join your game? But I feel like people there are, for the most part, open. When I've gone, I would hope so. when I've gone to a board game cafe with people, I if anybody had ever asked to join, that'd be totally cool.
1: I'll tell you what, actually, though, you just triggered something in my mind. Not just would it be cool. I think because okay, so. I think it would be extra cool if you're that kind of confident person if you're looking at me people. Yeah. It's it's you want to show that you're confident not shaving your armpit hair. Like you want to show that you're super yeah. confident, right? So I feel like I feel like if you show up and you're just like, "Hey, I like if they had a system where you could join people. If you if you didn't feel uncomfortable doing that, that's like a really cool way to be like I'm I'm actively looking to meet new people Mm -hmm. and i'm just putting myself out there i think i I know that sounds like it could be nerdy but if you're if age appropriate does mean not 17 but like like older than 17 i then i feel like i feel like then you're at an age where that's actually really really cool that's a hip thing to do to be like i want to meet people so i'm just putting myself out there in these potentially weird situations yeah it's a
0: great way to meet people I think so too. I think we also have to just address the difficulty of this because how does a lesbian meet anyone, first of all? I mean, there's less. You're drawing from a smaller pool of potential people. And if we're talking age-appropriate, meeting older lesbians and older people as well. Um, But lesbians especially are notorious for getting in relationships and then squirreling away. Really? Like it's hard to know. You know, a lot of times in cities – uh, there'll be a gay bar like uh, more for gay men and then right. the lesbian bar has closed because right. they're just not going out and they're just not supporting it in the same way.
1: There's a couple very successful ones in Toronto though, right?
0: Uh, probably. The I don't Beaver? Even know. Beaver's great. Oh yeah, The Beaver's great. We hung out there. Yeah, we did hang out yeah. at The Beaver. It doesn't seem... It's not full. It's not full on lesbo. No, it
1: just has like a very punny name. Yeah. And and is is staffed, I think, largely. I don't know, but...
0: Yeah, see, I don't even know. I'm in a relationship. I'm content to just sit in front of my TV and watch Netflix most of the time. That's true. Um, where does a lesbian find dateable, age-appropriate lesbians?
1: I have another. I have another pitch here, uh, which is again very obvious. This is how people always say you should meet people. Mm-hmm. But I feel strongly that it's a good option, which is not just joining a team or something. If you're doing an activity, take a class. Yes. And the reason I mention that is a, I feel like you're liable to meet uh, to meet people who you can connect with intellectually. Uh, maybe more. You're more likely. You're interested in learning together. That seems uh-huh. like a good thing. And also, that way, if you fail to meet people where stuff goes somewhere with, you still come out of it with this great skill. Like you get a new thing.
0: I'm so glad you're here because you have real practical advice, and I'm just like, I don't know. Good luck to you.
1: My advice on suspiciously like what my mom tells me to do. But I'm like, I'm lonely, <laughs> like and she's like, Have you thought about learning to 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 do? I don't know, hand lettering. Okay, yeah. let's
0: quickly brainstorm, though. I mean, she's a lesbian looking for lesbians. What kind of classes are lesbians taking?
1: Okay, pussy I,
0: licking one oh one right okay the no, thing pussy is licking five oh one who are we kidding okay
1: I think I feel like but you have to complete one oh one to start because uh, mm-hmm. they won't let you in without that prerequisite a lot of the time that's true and the problem is the one oh one class is so booked for so many months <laughs> in advance it's so hard to get into
0: what kind of classes are lesbians into I don't,
1: is there is there, that seems more your purview than mine I feel I feel like anything I say as 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 a cisgendered white male will immediately leather, sound offensive even if it's making, accurate
0: leather making leather tooling leather oh, things I know
1: some, I've, I know some people have taken those classes those are cool classes yeah yeah
0: what else life drawing i was
1: gonna pitch this is i was really selfishly kind of angling towards pitching a thing actually which is totally in my own world which is i was gonna be like i know a lot of people that take web development classes because i am a web development teacher but don't take i'm just a part-time teacher but i i know a lot of people that make friends through schools in that of that kind. it's a very functional skill (gasps) design classes yeah like
0: yeah um lesbians carpentry carpentry any of your trades
1: oh trades really good stuff
0: um but that's more like a career. Now you're like <laughs> starting true. a new career. That's fair. that's fair. Just a hope to meet someone for future exing. Hmm. I feel like you're trying to protect your heart, there, Corinne. I don't think you're really that interested in yeah future exes. But that's
1: why these activities seem good because they're very they're very like casual reasons to meet mm-hmm. people, so it seems safe. You know. I feel like I hear people always saying like I'm just telling my friends that I'm trying to meet people, and I'm shocked by who they introduce me to, kind of thing. So maybe maybe your friends don't realize how much you're interested in meeting someone? Is that possible?
0: I, I think I didn't follow what you just said somehow. Like,
1: I hear people saying, like, oh, I want to meet someone, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so I started mentioning it to my friends more, and suddenly my friends were setting me up with all these people I had no idea that they could have been setting me up with.
0: I see. I thought you meant y- y- they were shocked by, like, the quality or the type of person they were getting set no, up no, no. with.
1: Well, yes, that too. That they were like, oh, you know all these awesome people. But in a I good way. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a really yeah. positive way. I thought
0: yeah, you yeah. meant, like, oh, my friends don't know me. What the
1: I, hell? Yeah, I'm, I'm my friend's best friend. Everybody else is garbage. Yeah. Everybody else, yeah.
0: Tell your friends.
1: Tell your friends. You got to put it out there. I want us to have some kind of like stroke of genius on this. And I feel like, I feel like we're not hitting it, but I feel, you know, like I want some brilliant, like do this. It'll be great.
0: Age of mm. free man Well, I, I feel like we're with, with the idea of happen, happen and, uh, the friends, I think we're edging toward an idea that they may be all around you.
1: Yes, it could be. Maybe, maybe you have to open yourself up to the world.
0: Yeah. Open yourself up. Ugh Corinne, why are you more open? <laughs> God, And why are you the only name we're saying on the podcast, Corinne Well we um, mentioned John Hastings. Oh we did mention John Hastings. I know Corinne a little bit, which is why I'm saying right. the name, but also I'm avoiding saying the city and other things that I think she's actually into. Trying to keep it a little bit general. For sure. Hanopi. Um
1: I feel yeah. The apps I I'm 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 a big proponent oh my of those gosh.
0: Let me just say this. Guys, I'll tell you what I know about Corinne, because I did just I, I let the cat out of the bag that I do know Corinne right. a little bit. I'll tell you what I know about Corinne, guys. She is fun. Okay. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's sexy. She's happy.
1: So far, really good.
0: She's energetic. Right. She's like uh, notoriously looks younger than she is, um, Mm. which says a lot about her spirit and just about the way that she takes care of herself. Totally. So these are all good things. If you want to be an this. age-appropriate lesbian for current future exing get in touch with me at no more radio.com um if you are on say the u.s west coast uh yeah. you'll be near each other and you know what you guys could do a long distance thing we'll get into all of that
1: yeah totally That's got, coming up. Yeah. you guys
0: interested in uh Getting to know Corinne. Let me know, Deanne yeah. at nomaradio. dot com. I will awesome. pass on the info. Awesome. We just did it.
1: That's fair. We just—that's the way. I think you we write did into, it into a podcast you love and, and ask them, yeah. and that's how you meet.
0: And not just that. Let's cast the net wide, guys. If you know someone who you think might be interested in totally. getting to know Corinne, totally. we don't need to stop it right here. We'll spread it out a little bit. Yeah. All right, we're doing the best we can for you, Corinne.
1: I feel like I feel like really good. And if if you want information about great web development classes in tomorrow, Toronto, uh, get in touch with me at uh, on Twitter at comedian of note. I will, I will, I will tell you all about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. What did
1: I Just say comedian of note. I have a Twitter for web development. Get in touch with me at coder of note. Let's edit this out.
0: Oh, how cute are you, comedian of note and coder at note?
1: Coder of note. Yeah, coder those are my two note. my two identities. Um, I also own Asafofnote.com. of
0: So you're... I can. A ridiculous human being. Yeah. And I'm not editing this out at all. No doubt. Okay, our next question we went from excavators to exes. future exes, and we are still here. Here we go. This one I got on Twitter with no context other than why do I suck at being friends with my exes? <laughs> so we're going to have fun with this. Yeah. We're just going to go right now with what we know. I, I, we may or may not look at your Twitter try to figure out what type of person you are yes, and get real personal about this
1: do we have any initial initial theories before anything else
0: why do I suck at being friends with my exes quick ideas on why anyone can suck at being friends with their exes is yeah. you're not over them yes um, you don't actually want to be friends with your exes yeah. uh, the, some something's possible is that they're a shitty friend
1: yes um, sometimes
0: people have made reasonable partners or you thought they were or you're all caught up in sex or you're doing whatever you you're doing that breaks apart and then you realize they're not very good friends yes as just friends why do you suck at being friends with your maybe, exes
1: maybe it's because your concept of emotional communication is on twitter in 140 characters that's not <laughs> a way to discuss complex <laughs> emotional issues that could
0: be a really huge problem that for you a huge problem yeah uh what else, what other reasons? Why do I suck at being friends with my exes? Maybe Maybe you want to have sex with them still, and that's not how you have friends.
1: Or on the other, you know what? On the other end of the spectrum, maybe the reason they're your exes is because you're more different than you realized initially. So you're not made to be friends. Maybe that's why they're your exes now. Yeah. That's possible.
0: You've grown apart. Yeah. And or you were never that together in the first place. Yeah. I think we've thrown out some great theories.
1: Should we take a look at the Twitter?
0: I think we we need to. All right. So we're not going to say the name. Nope. But we're gonna click over here. Oh, look at you, you cutie! Oh, okay, God, yeah. Okay, so I'm you're willing,
1: based based on photo alone. I'm betting problem with friends, problem being friends with exes. You're too cute, and they have trouble dealing.
0: That's very possible, it's like right off the top. Um, now we're reading some like, of cute your- is kind
1: of condescending. You're too, you're too attractive. There we go.
0: Attractive. Well, to be fair, this this picture yeah, is kind of cute. It's a cute picture. I don't yeah. feel like this person's trying to project anything other than kind of cuteness. Totally with this. true. Yeah. I'm just
1: I'm cautious, you know.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I don't know what your pinned tweet means at all. The very top so one. So maybe you're too um, esoteric, or
1: yeah, it could be. I don't know what that means. We're not we're not reading the tweet for context for people. I, it's tough, right? Because we don't. Well, because someone it.
0: could so yeah, someone could search that and then figure out who this person is.
1: It is a re- I'll, say, I'll give something really broad because if it's pinned, it must mean something. It is a reference uh, to something called tubs, T U B B S. I think that's broad enough. Yeah, I don't know what that, that means. And I that's the central. Message and I don't consider myself or yourself, Dan, unsavvy people, but I've I don't even have a clue.
0: There's a lot out there in pop culture that I don't know about. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't understand this at all. Maybe listen, I'm I'm extrapolating a lot about your personality here. Yeah. You've pinned something. Listen, nobody retweeted it. Only two people liked it. Oh, ouch. Well, Cutting and to, no, you're right. Why are you so invested in this? Yes, is one thing. Maybe you like being inscrutable. Maybe you like being Mysterious.
1: Maybe. That could be it. I, I, okay, well, let's continue down. Can we, can yeah. we look down the feed a bit?
0: On the other hand, it's not a problem. You can like what you like. It doesn't matter if other people have liked it or retweeted it. But Absolutely. I just, I just don't understand why you're invested in this thing that maybe other people don't get.
1: It's going to be really embarrassing if we find out what that thing is and we're like super <laughs> on board.
0: Like, this is why you're not friends with your exes because no one understands it. It turns
1: out that tubs is like shorthand for Bernie Sanders. That is <laughs> <laughs> really cool. <laughs>
0: um what else is going on here Let's see
1: are we are we i i i with no cruelty intended i'm seeing a lot of sad emojis i'm seeing a lot of there anger a lot of
0: sad emojis here i there's
1: some anger you know i don't know if that if that's i mean if if i think i think there's a lot of room in a relationship for sadness and anger and that's an important place that you should be able to do that but in terms of friendship uh uh there's there's space for that but i feel like the first thing people look for after a relationship is like, will this friendship still be fun? Right. Like that's the way that people come at it before they're worried about how complex and emotional it can be. So maybe, 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 maybe use more, more cat heart eyes emoji. Uh, throw in, throw in some unicorn. They got a unicorn in there now. Yeah.
0: I uh, think you're making a very valid point. The potential other side of this is what if this person saves the sad emojis and the anger emojis for Twitter? Maybe this, that's this person's outlet and maybe in friendship, right? They're not bringing, they're not bringing the emojis. Not
1: complex enough. You're saying
0: I'm not saying that that's a problem but but we're extrapolating from the Twitter that yes. because they're having these sad and angry emojis maybe they're like this and I'm saying maybe they compartmentalize this part of their personality and this part of their emotional expression to Twitter alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we don't know.
1: Also maybe these are, these are potentially all completely legitimate complaints. I don't want to imply that that what you're you're upset about um, is not okay.
0: It's really funny because we I, I thought it would be funny to get onto your actual Twitter and try to guess about you as a person, Yeah. but I feel like we're very careful about yeah, this. Yeah, because well, I feel
1: judgmental <laughs> even for what I just said. I feel very guilty. Because we're,
0: we're doing it on purpose to judge you and you put the question out there and we're trying to figure it out for you. Yeah. But on the other hand, we know nothing about you, which is why this is kind of fun and ridiculous yeah. for us to figure this out. Um, uh,
1: yeah. Huh? Well. Oh, man. But I am seeing some, some politics I really dig. So yeah. It's, you know.
0: Is it one of those things that's like hitting you? Like, you, like you mentioned earlier, when someone expresses a political point of view, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, this
1: person's, yeah, I kind of, yeah, a bit." Which, which I gotta say, in terms of friendship, that would be something that would actually make me want to be friends with an ex. Would I be like, "But we can have these great political discussions"? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just about making out. Like, we connected on it. So that that's actually that that's that's I'm agreeing with your confusion now. I think.
0: Oh my god! What's up? This person retweeted this thing, so I think we can go ahead and say this. Totally. This is adorable. So it's a picture of. Oh, my God, guys. It's a picture of a real-life baby koala in a little Tupperware on a scale. And the baby koala is holding on to a giant stuffed koala. It is
1: twice as big as that baby koala. And it says,
0: when they weigh baby koalas, they sometimes do it with a toy to stop separation anxiety from its ah! mom. And that is cute. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's cute on every level. It's cute for the little buddy. And it's cute that the human caretakers and weighers have realized that they need to look out for the <sighs> koala emotionally. Seriously. Do you know what your problem is? Not being friends with your exes. Maybe you're. Maybe they can't handle how sensitive and emotional you are. And yeah. I'm. And I'm saying that in your favor. I'm saying that as a positive to you.
1: I'm agreeing. I'm. I'm. I'm amending my earlier statement to say that maybe. Maybe that's. Yeah. It's. 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 it's real emotions. And They just can't deal with it because they're awesome emotions. You yeah. shouldn't Have any problem having these feelings? Oh,
0: koalas. Koalas. Have we settled this one? Or do you want to keep scrolling?
1: I feel good about this one I right feel now. Good
0: too. We're, get, we're getting away from it's your them. Twitter. They can't handle you. We've given you lots of ideas. And also
1: can I, I will throw in One last thing mm-hmm. Why
0: do you want to be friends With your
1: exes Yeah Let's uh, move forward Those move forward. people You don't need those They're people They're in the
0: past Who gives a shit Yeah You're doing your own thing They had a shot They screwed it up Exactly ah, You don't need them You don't need them Yeah
1: they probably Don't even listen To cool podcasts like do you know you what you do? need
0: what, what you need Is a koala stuffed animal Totally. Hold on to that. For sure. If we've learned something from your Twitter, it's that we could all use a little koala to hang on to once in a while Yeah. to stop separation anxiety. Oh. If it works for the baby koalas, it can work for you. Yeah. Get out there. Also, chomp on a few eucalyptus leaves. You don't know how that's going to feel. Yeah. We'll mellow you Probably out.
1: Probably pretty painful on your teeth. I think they're quite tough. Yeah, they're pretty sharp, huh? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um- <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Uh, so maybe don't do that.
0: <laughs> what's, we don't call it questionable advice for nothing all my answers are get get some eucalyptus in ya. Let's yeah let's see how you feel
1: from now on all further answers will be that
0: okay so th- the, this is our oh no we have two more this is great so yeah. we have a question within a question and then one more yeah and then we're out so here we go i'm gonna read this whole one Did I say that correct? Buongiorno 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 I have to to say 17 (laughs) syllables Buongiorno I thought
1: thought it was nice that you broke it down in its component parts so completely
0: Buongiorno Instead of treating it as a word (laughs) I'm not very good at other languages Um, I'm actually not even that great at English Here we go Well, it's actually evening here in London, but in Canada, it's afternoon. So, yes. Buongiorno.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Weirdly (laughs) Italian choice of word for this British Canadian (laughs) email.
0: Here we go. They say, I have two questions for you. One, I'm currently finishing up my master's in the UK. Congratulations. But in a few months, I became, but a few months ago, I became romantically involved with someone who's in the city I used to live in back in America. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're already romantically involved. Right. I've never had something long distance, let alone something long distance before ever sleeping together. Ooh. I'll be moving back to the U.S. in a month, and I have a trip planned to visit some friends and, of course, to visit her. How do I deal with the anticipation? What if we hate each other in real life? What if the sex is awful? Help. All right. All right. Let's, deal with, let's deal with these questions before we move on to the next one. Right. Start at the start. How do you deal with the anticipation? Yeah. You just deal. Yeah,
1: I would say, I, I I, mean...
0: Get some eucalyptus in you. Chill out. <laughs> I, was,
1: I was reaching towards that. I was going to very slowly lead into eucalyptus. Um, you think koalas stress about anticipation? No, they're fine all the time.
0: How do you deal with the anticipation? You just try to take it day by day. Um, sometimes things, and when you're in long distance things or when you're looking forward to something, sometimes the closer it gets, the farther it feels. You know, yeah. Each day becomes kind of excruciating. And... Yeah, that was you really felt- beautiful. Oh, thanks. Um, and how do you deal with it? I don't know. I feel.
1: Well, I. I. I would. I go for it. Be anticipatory. I don't see. I feel like. I feel like you. You're at a greater risk if you're trying to fight the anticipation. Mm-hmm. The reason you're fighting it is an anxiousness. So by by trying to avoid too much anticipation, you are. You're giving in to your anxiety, which means you're actually you're actually feeding the anxiety. Just be excited as hell because at the end of the day, like what's going to happen is what's going to happen. I think it's an illusion that your anticipation or lack thereof is what's going to make it work or not when you're together. So in the meantime, just enjoy the like excited buildup towards what you're walking towards. Yeah. And then you get there. It'll just be what it is.
0: Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And you're nailing this. I'm like just deal yeah. <laughs> and you're like enjoy it yours was
1: a little colder I um, agree maybe a bit more a bit less optimistic than okay mine. here
0: we go what if we hate each other in real life impossible not gonna happen seems yeah it don't seems worry ridiculous. about it if you can if you can communicate and have a relationship and be into each other long distance you're not gonna hate each other in real life there may not be chemistry that's yeah. a that's a reasonable concern and one thing that I've done before in long distance things building up long distance things before there's anything real in real life yeah not that long distance isn't real excuse me everyone um for uh flaunting my proximity privilege (laughs) Um, not that it's not real but i i've definitely made the mistake in the past of having things communication be mostly online or just not in real life it's so easy to project a whole person yeah onto a person and to and to think that there's some someone other than who they are, and sometimes it takes a minute in in, in real life and in three D interactions to realize uh, who you're actually dealing with yes. versus the illusion of who you thought you were dealing with. And I think we do all project onto each other, obviously, but it's easier to do when you're not when you're not in three D with somebody. When you're I think that, somebody. okay,
1: so I th- it's interesting. I think that's that's I will say I I think that's that's almost surprisingly astute for someone with such an obvious. Sort of cruel, condescending snobbery towards like
0: relationships, <laughs> as you have. Deanne. Oh, I do. Yeah, just deal with it. Also, it's not real. So, uh,
1: so yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, despite despite sort of uh, Deanne's closism, uh, I, I <laughs> would like to jump in and say, no, I think I think that you you are totally correct, and that it's 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 give it when you get there don't do that thing where you're like i've already decided what this is going to be like and expect it to be that way like let it be like give it give it a couple days if it's not great on the first day it's probably not great because it's not what you expected not because it's not good yeah, like it's just different. Yeah. And different. I think we often make the mistake of thinking that something's going to be one way. And then when it isn't, we initially decide that it's bad. And then you like wait a week and you're like, oh, this is totally good. It's just good in an unexpected way, mm-hmm. which is. And also this is here's a brutal. I'll go the other way because you are just deal with a thing. I'll have a brutal point of view now. What if you get there and you hate each other in real life? I mean, that seems very unlikely. But if you get there and there's no chemistry and the sex is terrible and you hate each other that's actually great because you know exactly what to do you break up with that person like it's good i think i think your fear is more what if it's kind of good mm-hmm. but it's 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 not as good as it could be i think that maybe be the end correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's what you're talking about is is let it become what it is like don't don't decide in advance that it has to be a certain way yeah and, and turn and sort of create this person in your mind because maybe it's not not that good it's just something else than what you have built up in your mind in advance
0: i think so and i think here's a here's a tiny bit of advice guys that's good for this and that's good for a lot of stuff take the pressure off he said um what if the sex is awful it it may be but also what if you approach this as you meet each other what if you take it slow a tiny bit you've obviously built up all of this emotional connection and this intimacy um without each other's bodies near each other what if you what if what if you the first time you see each other, you just like make out a whole bunch? What yeah. if you don't have sex right away?
1: Savor making out. It's yeah. really
0: fun. It's really fun. Making oh, out's the best. Making out is the best. And actually. a friend was in a
1: very successful long distance relationship and she said that and they would see each other every every couple of months sometimes on the outside and they and she said that they had like an unspoken rule. It just they just did this, where for the first night or two they would not have sex with each Uh other every time and they had done it many times they started out close in this just to make it not this like weird high pressure low pressure sort of sort of thing and it's exactly what. and she said that worked that worked like magic on them that it really it really changed the dynamic in a really positive way i think
0: that's a great idea yeah If I've been long distance, I don't really need I don't necessarily need that buffer zone when I when I see someone again. I don't I don't necessarily need a few days to kind of adjust to their presence again. Right. But I know people that do. Yep. And it's not personal and it doesn't mean anything necessarily other than they just kind of need to adjust to to you being there.
1: Yeah. Also, can we say is as as a positive on all this anticipation and this kind of thing. Even if you've, if you've, I have no idea if you've sexted with each other, if you've, if you've, if you've sex chatted or whatever, whatever things you've done long distance, you haven't seen each other naked in person yet. And I, I will I'll just say it. I am so psyched for you. Seeing someone naked in person for the first time oh, is yeah. the best. Yeah. That's so fun. Like, that's a great, really fun thing that you have coming up that like, even if it turns out this person has an annoying voice and you can't stand them in person... Like, for a moment, you're going to have the best experience of the world the first time you guys get together. Because you would yeah. be like, ah, new! That's really fun.
0: Well, I think they they would know by now if this person has an annoying voice or not. They said, <laughs> I don't
1: know why I was the phones don't exist.
0: <laughs> they just said romantically involved. So. I know you've
1: only been penmates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> long pen distance penmates. Pen mates.
0: I know one of you is in prison and has very limited phone time. Yeah. Okay, how do you deal with the anticipation? Just deal or all the stuff that Safi said. <laughs> what if we hate each other in real life? You're not gonna, so just relax. Totally not gonna and what if the sex is awful? It might be, probably won't be. And yeah. if it is, don't just write it off. Give it a chance, slow it down, Give a sec. do what you gotta do. On. And then, you know, write to some sex podcast. What do you what do you think this is? We're fixing your whole life over here? Yeah. Ugh. All right. Your second question. Dan Savage exists for a reason. (laughs) Exactly. Your second question. I am currently growing out my pixie cut, but right now everything over here is mullet central. Again, help. Well, listen, you guys know that I'm pretty hair focused. I feel that this is a big one. You're seeing this person, what, like in a month? How long? When did you say? Moving back in a month. Ooh. You're trying to be in this hair growing out stage while you're moving back in a month. I say back to the pixie cut. Yeah, go back <laughs> to cut, what you know. You gotta literally cut your losses here. Yes. And go back to a good zone. Cause you're, I don't know, I don't know what you do with a mullet. Not no, a lot. I,
1: I, you got it. You got to pick your moments to try out new. The shirt I'm wearing right now, Dan, I mentioned this to you when I walked in. Horrible sweat stains, So sweat stain. This is the first time I've worn this shirt in a very long time. I didn't realize how bad the sweat stains would be. I would never have chosen to wear this shirt if I was going on stage tonight. To be that right. You pick and choose when you take those experiments. Your hair can always, you can always grow out that mullet once you're in love in a relationship where they can't leave you for having a mullet. Yeah. That's when you grow out that pixie cut. Get it cut down to something that you are very confident with and stick with that.
0: Stick with that. Yeah. You, you could go hair extensions. I don't know a lot about it. And just feel like taking it the other way is a safer yeah. choice here. Yeah. And if you're really committed to this mullet, if you're going to keep this mullet, rock it, own it. For sure. Have confidence with get a, it.
1: Get a jean jacket. Rip off the sleeves. Exactly. Be I that mean, person.
0: Be that person. We're saying it's a bad idea. But if you insist <laughs> on being that person, go for it.
1: Yeah. If you're going to do a bad idea, do it like the whole way bad. The don't, whole way bad. Yeah. Don't show up with a mullet in a suit. That's terrible.
0: Don't second guess it, and you got to start listening to more Pantera.
1: Yes, wow, is that a reference? Was
0: it perfect? I don't even know. Oh,
1: I have no idea if that's what they listen to now. I feel like okay. Rockabilly would be more more at this point, but Pantera was a good metal reference.
0: Okay, yeah, I was just reaching for something. It's good. All right, so there you go. There's, we fixed your life, right? Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> and our, you are very welcome. And our final question. Oh, also, hey, why don't you keep us posted on how things are going when Jeez. you guys get together? Not, you know, not immediately. Get together. Suss yeah. it out. And then uh, let, let us know. You guys know. You know where to find me. dn at com. Okay. And here is our last Oh,
1: wait. Can I just say question. something weird? Yeah. I will just say to that last email, uh, if, if you're really worried it's not going to work out, if you really can't believe and you want a real Hail Mary play on this one, hmm send this person this podcast and say that it's you asking about them Oh, and, and cause I think that would be that would I mean what could take the edge off one now that is a Hail Mary play that's a real risky move a real but if risky you, move if you really want to and if you do please let us know I would <laughs> want
0: to know how that goes yeah oh gosh you're cute that was a great idea thank you what if the person was listening
1: oh man man everybody in the entire world who's listening to this is in a long distance relationship that might have been about you think about it
0: it could be about you
1: write to your partner immediately <laughs>
0: Um, and our final question, our final question, how can I make my angry jokes about white men less angry? Okay.
1: Well, that's a, that's a good question for two comedians. Yeah. Yeah.
0: First of all, do you need to make them less angry? That's exactly what my mind is. It depends on the room that you're in. I'll tell you what, there is a growing kind of feminist comedy scene out there and they want you to be angry. They want you to be connected to that passion. Yes. Uh, Passionate jokes are good, angry jokes are good. That said, audience. yeah, know your audience. That said we do need to acknowledge I really feel like the whole angry comedian play is way easier for men than for women. and in fact, I cannot think of a kind of angry female comic. It's just a motive really? It's a mode of being that we don't.
1: Are we saying are we, are we calling Steph Tolev is pretty furious on stage. She's got such a like strength about her. Like she it's does so, have and, a strength about an her. Strength though.
0: Yeah, is, she does. She does. Steph She's Quite angry. I've podcasted with her. You guys, look her up. Steph Tolip. Sure. Look her up. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is angry. But I feel like, gosh, I'd have to listen to her material more now to know. But she often turns it inward, which is what women yes. do
1: I mean I've seen there's that she was on uh, she was on Last Comic Standing years and years ago who she opened with I, I, I'm i not she opened with uh, with one of those uh, I don't have jokes I have problems kinds of kind of mm. openings
0: Listen, which is a form of I'm not of saying anger. they're not out there it's just so much less, yes. less of a type but does that not
1: mean that actually okay so it's true it's a tougher slog then mm-hmm. uh, but does that not mean that A that gives you your own voice it's a little more creative and B I feel like we need more women exploring that space like it's it's oh great another white man who's angry at the right, world right. about the fact that he's just getting so many offers to work at so many high positions at banks that he's like, <laughs> oh no by the way I clearly am on the side of don't make them less angry
0: I'm as angry <laughs> as you are um,
1: I do have though I do have a quick surefire solution
0: yes go for it here
1: which is how do you make your, your, your angry jokes about white men less angry really simple way uh-huh, to make uh-huh. to make yourself and all those things less angry uh, fix the world Change the whole world.
0: Change the whole world. Change the
1: whole world right Change now. Change down the patriarchy. Bam. and then you probably won't be as angry. Just bring down the patriarchy.
0: Done. There you go. <laughs> you know, we were. T- I just want to go back to this because we, because I do do comedy and I know a lot about what that is and I yeah. think a lot about what that is. And honestly, when you're a woman on stage, even in 2016, and it depends on the room and depends on whatever. Mm. But you do have this little extra hurdle to get over, which is making people listen to you at all. Absolutely. Like when men get on stage, many of us are just more inclined. Bam. Okay. Yes. What do you have to say? Voice of authority. When, When you're a woman, you have to kind of dance around that a little bit. And also know that people are sizing you up, whether or not they want to fuck you. I mean, there's just other stuff no. going on when Sorry, you're a woman let, and you take the stage.
1: Let the record show that I'm, I'm, I'm nodding. He's uh, not vigorously. So I I nodding vigorously. He's nodding vigorously. But I don't know why, why I, I feel anyways.
0: the need to like just really drive all those points home. But no, this person, significant, yeah, think. this person is a comedian. I recognize this name, so I know that this is a real question that you're right. going to use in life. So I guess one of our answers is don't. But if you're really not going to make them less angry, you know you have to soften up the crowd first. I think. I think
1: even if you're not softening up the crowd first, I would now. I'm obviously speaking from the outside of this. This is. I'm speaking as far as women in comedy go, entirely as, as a spectator, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm. I, uh, and I have all the advantages you just you just named. Uh, I I do feel like even if you're not softening up the crowd first, I don't think the key. I've never felt that the key is adjusting your own voice to make people more comfortable but it is figuring out how you can mitigate things that maybe push people away if your jokes are too angry it doesn't necessarily mean in my opinion that they need to be less angry but maybe you need more jokes in there keep the anger and just add more wit around the anger which is this is like a, t- a tried tested and true strategy that's been used on on everything from 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 George Carlin to John Stewart and uh-huh. I'm just naming men again uh, but Janine Garofalo I feel does this extremely yeah. well as if if we're going to pick uh, she's she's quite furious actually I think about a lot of stuff and she manages to to cut right to the jugular of a lot of, of really powerful social and political issues and and express all of her anger but she 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 never seems just angry because she's, she's, she's incredibly funny all around that mm-hmm. at all times and I, and I really respect that and I realize that what I'm saying is like be really good at comedy yeah, I was and, just, I was just thinking
0: like yeah uh, basically get better get yeah. better be Janine be but Janine I, Garofalo be Jon Stewart but I,
1: I, I think it, it, it and you can call me on this if you want I, I, I would argue though that get better in this case specifically what I'm trying to communicate is don't feel like the only way to get better is to compromise your artistic voice uh, and feel like you have to be less angry, right? Maybe right. there's other ways you can you can improve yourself and your and your comedy, but not not that there's something wrong with you. But is uh, that that I don't know. But is that is that too naive of me?
0: No, I don't think so. And that was both of our real like gut reactions. Like, how do I make these less angry? And we were both like, don't. Yeah. Because I feel like the best comedy is comedy that's real, comedy that's passionate. You I have agree. legitimate reasons to have angry jokes about white men and yeah. and a lot of what comedy is, or at least the comedy that I enjoy, it's commenting on, here, here, here it comes, the dominant paradigm. Yep. I didn't want to have to throw that, those words out there, I but I just it. did. Um, not
1: the dominant paradigm. I love that you said it.
0: Yeah, well, it's being on the paradigm. outside and it's commenting on that from your point mm-hmm. of view. So your point of view mm-hmm. is valuable. Your feelings are valuable and useful. Yeah. I think you probably nailed it, Asaf, with the uh, mm-hmm. add more mm-hmm. jokes around uh, mm-hmm. Don't take away the anger, just add some yeah. add some more.
1: I felt like you nailed it. Humor. Also, I mean, if at any point you feel like uh, to to the writer of this question, if, if at any point you feel like, oh, maybe I'm I'm too angry and and like is my anger justified and this kind of thing, don't forget that no matter how funny you are, you're going to be getting off stage and being paid seventy eight cents on the dollar for every <laughs> single one of those jokes. <laughs> so be angry, be furious,
0: be real angry. Yeah.
1: You're going to get 78% of a pint of beer for a set that I will get a whole pint of beer for. Yes. Comedy pays terribly.
0: And I would say that this is only a problem in as much as you feel as, if you feel that your anger is getting in the way of the audience hearing what you're saying. Or in, oh, that's in, really
1: well said, yes.
0: Or in the way of their enjoyment. If you're angry and you have angry jokes and the audience is into it, you're doing it. Yeah, do it. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And also maybe get some eucalyptus in you. Yeah, get some of the <laughs> head. <laughs> maybe don't eat the leaves. There's gotta be soothing eucalyptus rubs.
1: There are. There definitely are. Yeah. And there's incense. Get on stage with a whole like a whole house's worth of eucalyptus incense and rubs and just go go at it while you're telling your jokes. It'll chill out the whole room. Yeah. And it'll be very yeah.
0: Yeah. Rub down with a little eucalyptus. People will love that. <laughs> Well, I think we've done it.
1: I feel like we have.
0: Thank you so much for being a part of things. Thank you so much for having me on. Summer, fall, winter spring. It's always good to learn a thing.
1: Summer, fall, winter spring. It's always good to learn a thing.
0: Summer, fall, winter spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Okay, what are you going to teach us?
1: Uh, I chose something to teach today specifically. That is, I want to, to teach an interesting fact and debunk a myth. Uh, and I specifically chose this one. I had a couple in mind. I specifically chose this one because we are recording this. I, I believe I can say this. We're recording this the day after Mother's Day. Yes. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. And and I we're recording this the day after Mother's Day. To moms everywhere, I should say. Uh, uh, but we're recording this uh, uh, the day after Mother's Day. And so Mother's Day is all about you know appreciating your mother and 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 complimenting her. And so I thought it would be nice the day afterwards to tell you a way in which mothers have been lying to all of us, and it is not okay, and they need to stop lying to us about this. What this is, is it. A common myth, which is we've all been told not just by our mothers but by many people do not crack your knuckles it is bad for you because it causes arthritis which right. is a constant thing we hear I am here to tell you uh, that that is an immense myth
0: that is fantastic not
1: true at all I haven't
0: bought into it but I didn't know. Yes. And I crack my knuckles all the time. So this is really good info. I'm going to crack them yes. on mic while you're talking.
1: Please do. I was hoping so. Well, yeah, this is it. That you can, and we can both just sit here this cracking. This is probably
0: really driving somebody crazy.
1: Right yes. Now. now I realize that the sound, but I think partially that's a, that's a social thing that we've decided that the sound is gross. That's my knuckles cracking in the background now. I... Uh, I, I basically what happened is about a year ago. Uh, there was a now this is this is older information. This doesn't cause arthritis, but about a year ago, a study was done right here in Canada, University of Alberta, uh, where they determined finally and much more absolutely than they've ever been sure of before what makes the sound of the cracking. And what I think is this it? Is kind of fascinating. Uh, is that is that there is a a lip a liquid in your a sort of a, a fluid inside your knuckles uh, that lubricates the movement, uh-huh. and it is called syneal or something like that. S Y N something you can look it up uh and that liquid uh it's sort of got the consistency of egg white and when you crack a knuckle what you do is that you're pulling the knuckle slightly out of the joint okay and it is and and gas that is dissolved inside that liquid is rushing in to fill the space and creates a little gas bubble and it was thought for a long time that and the gas bubble ruptures sort of right away it was thought for a long time that the crack was the sound of that gas bubble popping Uh uh-huh but actually for the first time ever they were able to do a high speed Camera, so basically slow motion. Oh my
0: God. this is making my MRI. knuckles feel weird. Yeah. Okay,
1: it's gonna get it's it's gonna feel better at the end though. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, and they were able to see what was actually happening and time it against the crack. And this is incredible. The sound mm-hmm. of knuckles cracking is actually that bubble popping into existence. It's a as the bubble appears in the liquid. It's the sound of the liquid tearing apart and the gas is rushing in really fast and then it collapses silently a moment later as the gas redissolves into your knuckle, which is why you can't crack the same knuckle twice in a row. The gas needs to fully redissolve before it can pop back out again and make that sound once again. Uh, And the same study showed that it's quite sure that not only is it not giving you arthritis, it's not bad for you, it may actually, if anything, be good for your knuckles to be cracking them.
0: That is is great. Oh my gosh. Mouth agape. I'm excited. I'm amazed. That's thrilling, right? I want to talk more about maybe how it's good. All I know is that um sometimes I just feel like I need to crack my knuckles and then I do. It kind of like it yeah. feels a little pressury or I don't know, it's just uncomfortable and then it's comfortable when I crack them.
1: I don't know why it feels pressury before, uh, but to some, but, but but from what I understand, maybe it's just because because they need a little bit of stretching. But part of the reason that it's good for you is that they say that it's it's stretching the ligaments. So it's like stretching a muscle. When a muscle feels good okay. when you stretch it out, it's just a nice way of sort of stretching and loosening tension and this kind of thing. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. Guys, get out there, crack your knuckles. Don't worry about the arthritis.
1: Hun OP, not a tiny bit of arthritis. That's for sure not going to happen. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's, they're pretty sure that that myth came from, from basically people not wanting to hear people crack their knuckles mm-hmm. and they made it up and it's, it's, it's now it's become this thing.
0: And thanks for bringing that up again. I apologize guys for all the knuckle cracking that we did. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll, you know, if I'm feeling generous and I remember I'll give you a trigger warning off the top of this podcast. Right. That'd that if you have a real problem with that, you're not going to want to listen there. Yeah. And if you're super into it, slow it down, put it on repeat. Yeah. Listen to that.
1: That sweet, crisp knuckle cracking sound. <laughs>
0: Could do you add any more left in you? Can we I close have, out with I have a couple?
1: Other parts of my body crackle, out, but I feel like I might have used. Hang I on, I think I'll I used up like all
0: my knuckles too. Hand. Ooh, there's my wrist. Uh, hang on, I
1: kind of. All right, here we go. All
0: right. Oh.
1: Yeah. Good one. Other than that, it's all gone. I Good job, Puelos. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Guys, we did it, I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry about the knuckle cracking and stuff like that. Let me try to jam in as much information as I possibly can in this outro Uh, next week we're gonna have listener feedback from the hair episode if you haven't heard that one yet go back to episode 69 make it happen I did that one with my actual girlfriend you can always follow quest at best on twitter for fun and bonus stuff thank you to everyone that makes this possible you guys Mike Carosta Charlie Sneaker Paula Flalo and my therapist she kind of helps abstractly thank you to her I have upcoming comedy dates you can see that stuff Uh, Ottawa Portland Oregon Seattle Washington Vancouver Get on top of it. Google it. Figure it out. Oh, and also, if you're in Toronto, Safi and I run a room called Happiest Hour Comedy every Tuesday at Orchard Bar at 7 o'clock. If I'm in town, I'm there. You should be there if you're in town. Have I? We're running out of time. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you next week.